Let's face it, life isn't always the party we thought it would be. So how do we find the joy when we need it? And what if it's up to us to create it? That's where the Party On podcast comes in. Our goal? To shine the proverbial disco light on all the things that can make our lives easier, healthier, and a heck of a lot more fun. So we can enjoy the party we were all invited to. Live our best lives and dance like no one's watching. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Party On Podcast. First things first, I really want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for extending me the grace and the space last week to take a break. It has taken me years to learn how to rest. That's why we did a podcast on it. And it is still a struggle for me, but I have learned to anticipate when I need that break. And I'm just so grateful for you guys allowing me to do that. Like I've said in previous episodes, I suffer from pretty bad anxiety and I've had to learn. I've had to learn how to watch my patterns. I could feel the anxiety hitting and I knew it was time for me to take a step back, even if that meant letting down the people around me because I have to put my own oxygen mask on first. And I hope above all that it gave an example to you guys to give yourselves permission or how to give yourselves permission to take a break, even when it seems like you can't or you shouldn't. It is so darn important. This past week, I did nothing but take care of myself, get the work done I needed to do, drink water, exercise, sleep well, and now I am back to feeling 100% me. And that's what happens when we unplug ourselves, guys. So don't be afraid to do it. But I am so glad to be back with you guys this week. I have been excited about this episode. I had the amazing opportunity to sit down with Allie Katz, who is such an important soul to me. I found her through chance, which now I know had to be God, a few years back when I was in that very difficult time in my life. And I stumbled upon a post of hers on Facebook that a friend of mine had liked. And something compelled me to dig a little deeper and look at what she was talking about and what she was sharing, and it completely changed me. I credit her practices along with therapy to helping me get out of that time, along with prayer, of course. So I really wanted to share these practices with you. I have talked about meditation in the past on Instagram. I've gotten tons of questions about it. But there's just no one better to explain it than Allie herself. So I am going to let her introduce herself. She is a meditation coach, but she is so much more. And please forgive us. This is the very first interview. I traveled all the way to Houston, Texas to sit down with Allie in her kitchen. So the audio is going to be a little bit different. But I just want you guys to ignore that and absorb all the goodness she has to offer. So sit back, enjoy. At the very end of this episode, she's going to guide us through a short meditation so that we can learn how to meditate on our own moving forward. Again, this has just been so helpful for me, and I hope it is for you guys too. So enjoy, and I will catch you on the flip side when we talk about some important tools and resources that can help you on your meditation journey. Hey, Allie, thank you so much for being with us today. I am so excited that you are joining the party. So If you don't mind, um, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? So my name's Allie Katz, and I am a meditation teacher, 
and I also teach kundalini yoga and I do some energy work and I'm an animal communicator. Most importantly, a wife and a mom of two sweet, adorable boys that are 14 and 12 and two fur babies that are my besties. Um, and I love everything I do and feel really, really passionate about all of it. I like a lot of variety in my life, which is why I do so many different things. I'm also the author of three books, and I do a lot of speaking and workshops. My brand is called Hot Mess to Mindful Mom. And I don't know if I went in the right order, but I do so many different things. <laughs> so they all kind of jumble together. So walk us through your story and what led you to become a meditation coach? Okay, so basically my kids were really young and I had what a lot of young moms have with little kids and I call it martyr syndrome. And, you know, at the time I was not really taking care of myself like I should, but I thought that I was somehow proving my love to my family. Like if I was last on my list and I was putting everybody else first, then I was doing things right because I was supposed to be putting everybody first. The only problem is my husband and my kids got a depleted, exhausted, short-tempered mom, which is not very fun, and wife. And I realized that when I spent a few minutes each day on myself, I got up before my kids and just had a couple minutes of quiet time, like less than 10. It was life-changing. And when I started just taking a few minutes for myself quietly in the morning, it set me up for so much more success during the day that I was able to bring a more present and joyful and upbeat version of myself to my family and my friends and the world and everything that I did. So I saw how a little self-care went a long way. And my whole journey to self-care started with meditation. So um, I heard that meditation was amazing. I didn't really know anything about it. I was totally green. I didn't know about benefits. I just was like, oh, I heard this is great. I'll try it. And um, I was hooked from the first day that I sat down. I meditated for eight minutes. And even though I was clueless, I just fell in love with the quiet and the calm and the peace. And I immediately connected to the practice. It was the first time I had eight minutes where I wasn't doing a chore, you know, cleaning up after my kids, on Facebook, on the phone, doing something. I was just quiet with me and I'd never had that before and it felt so, so good. So I kept going. I after about six weeks of consistent meditation every day for just eight minutes, I noticed transformation starting to happen in my life and how I felt in my level of anxiety. I used to have a brick that kind of lived on my chest 24 seven and I stopped short on a walk with my dog one day and I was like, wait, that feeling, it's gone. Where did it go? And I was like, who cares? This is amazing. And the only thing that was different in my life was that I'd been meditating. So I figured maybe it's doing something. So I kept going and I kept feeling better and better and more confident and more connected to my intuition and more joyful and less stressed. And I said, this is too good to keep to myself. If I feel this way, I want to help others feel this way. And I'm a big share. Whether I love a book or a lip gloss or meditation, I want to tell everybody about it. So I decided to become a meditation teacher so that I could help other people bring this into their lives. And from there, it's been the most incredible journey. It was the best thing I ever did. And it's led 
one thing after another. I call it following the universal breadcrumbs. I always tell people where I'm going is as much as a, as a surprise to me as it is to everybody else. I just, you know, feel like the universe leaves me little breadcrumbs that I'm supposed to follow. And when I do, all the good things happen. So meditation was really the start of that. And it's been amazing for me and everyone else. I have said this to you before, but I love stinking love the universal breadcrumbs analogy because it is so true. And this is what I was talking about a few episodes back when I was talking about truly just letting go and listening to God and what he was telling me and asking every morning, God, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? That is the universal breadcrumb trail that he leads you, but you have to listen. So I just, I love that so very much. So talking about universal breadcrumbs, right before I found you, Allie, I remember um, kind of the state in which my life was in, and I had gone to a mall near our house at the time with my husband, and this is a very crowded mall, specifically on weekend nights, which is when we were there, and we walked in, and I saw this gentleman sitting in quite possibly the busiest section of the mall, and he was sitting there meditating. Um, in the, you know, in the very formal meditation position, otherwise I wouldn't have known what he was doing at the time. And I remember walking by and thinking, wow, that's kind of an inconvenient place to meditate. And as we kept walking, all of a sudden I realized, no, that is the smartest place to meditate. Because if you can meditate and you can clear your mind amidst all that noise, then you can do it anywhere. So I imagine maybe he was training or um, teaching himself or challenging himself to do just that. And I just thought, wow, that is so very impressive. So that's a really good point. And of course, people prefer usually that they meditate in a really quiet environment. Um, You know, I know when I started teaching, I wanted it to be perfect for my students. Like, everything silent and you know no distraction but that's not life life is full of distractions so if a truck you know rolls by on the street or my dog happens to bark or something like that it's a metaphor for life life happens it's busy it's full of distraction it's full of stress we have to be able to stay connected to our peaceful center no matter what's happening in our life so now tell us I want to know, or I want you to explain um, the common misconceptions about meditation, because I feel like um, meditation itself, it can be misconstrued. So tell me what you wish people, or tell us what you wish people knew and understood about meditation. There are so many misconceptions about meditation, and they make people feel nervous to try it, and like they're failing at it. And I'd say the biggest, biggest one is people have heard this phrase, close your eyes and clear your mind. Okay, is that the one you were thinking of? Okay, because if I could erase one sentence from the English language about meditation, it would be that. That's never going to happen, okay? Just like our heart beats without us trying, our brain thinks without us trying. That's how we're wired as human beings. As human beings, we are wired to have a thought about every two seconds. So to think that you're going to sit down for even a minute of meditation and not have one thought cross your mind is not 
realistic. So you're going to have thoughts in meditation. That's okay. You're still doing everything right. So meditation is the tool, one of the tools that we use to calm the nervous system, to quiet our body, and to learn how to focus on one thing at a time. And to do that, we use a focus like our breath or our body or a mantra or a prayer, whatever you want to use. There's so many different options and they're all right, but just as easy as breathing in and out and following your breath is an amazing focus. And one I use the most and teach so much. And when you have a thought, your only job is to notice that you're having that thought and to choose to come back to your focus and your meditation. So no matter how many times your mind wanders in your practice, as long as you come back to your focus, you're doing everything right. Now the key that people need to understand, or I hope to help people understand about meditation, is that meditation isn't about just what you're doing in those couple minutes. It's about living a better life. What is the point of doing anything if it's not going to help you live a better life? So we're practicing how to focus in meditation so that we can focus better outside of meditation. Meditation gives us the opportunity to practice this so when we're in our day-to-day -day lives with our family, with our friends, with people we love and care about, at work, whatever we're doing, we're truly in it. So if your kids are telling you about school and their day and your mind starts wandering to your grocery list or your errands, you can catch yourself so much easier and refocus on your kids because you've practiced refocusing your attention in meditation. So your connections with people that you love and care about and everything that you feel passionate about increases because we've practiced this skill. So one question I wanted to specifically talk about here today is because I talk about my faith so often here and I have had so many people ask me about meditation as it pertains to faith and if we meditate on something other than God's word, are we being sacrilegious or, and I just, I would love to hear your thoughts and your take uh, on that topic. So this is a question I get a lot too about meditation and religion. Is meditation religious? Is it sacrilegious to do it? Are we doing something against God? The answer is no. Meditation can be a lot of different things. It's very personal and there's many, many different ways to meditate. So if you are meditating using your breath, let's say, where you're breathing in and out and saying to yourself, in and out, or you're counting your breaths or matching your inhale and your exhale. There's so many things you can do with your breath, with, which by the way, is the most portable self-care, self-help tool there is on this planet, is you know a quick meditation with your breath anytime you feel overwhelmed, stressed, in your car, in a bathroom stall, you know, we always have that. There is nothing religious about that at all. So you are not going against your religion in any way by breathing and practicing your attention so that you can bring better attention to everything you do in your life. Now, if you want, if you choose for your meditation to be prayerful and to be religious because that feels good to you, and as the focus of your meditation, you want to use a religious-based mantra or you want to use a prayer, you can. There's nothing wrong with that either. So. Some people choose to do that and some people choose to focus on very, um, you know, non-religious based practices like 
using your breath or doing a body scan or something like that. So it does not have to be religious. And if you are religious, you're not doing anything wrong by meditating. So very well said. And I feel like I always try to communicate that back when I get those questions, but I don't do it as as well, nearly as well as you do. And one thing um, that I always say is I, and I know you've said this, Allie, you like to end your meditation with a prayer and I do the exact same thing. But I think what we have to keep in mind is, is that meditation can be different things to different people. So it doesn't have to be the same thing to everybody. So if you choose to meditate on God's word, then that is what you choose to do. But the actual definition and explanation of meditation, um, because it is meant for everyone and not just for us and our own perspective, um, that, that is going to be different to everyone. So thank you for explaining that so very well. Um, my next question for you is this podcast really what the heart of it is, is how do we get through the chaos of life to find joy? And what I want to ask you is how would you say meditation directly relates to joy in our lives? So meditation is connected with joy because it allows you to feel more joyful because you're feeling less stress and anxiety. So the feelings of joy become more present in your everyday life. Um, You also point blank feel better when you're meditating and the better you feel, the more joyful you are. But you also are changing your brain with consistent meditation. So I don't want to get too sciencey, but you are enlarging the parts of your brain, increasing the gray matter in the parts of your brain that help you to feel more emotionally connected to yourself and others that help you to feel um, more joyful. They're shrinking the parts of your brain that put you into your stress response, your fight or flight response. So not that that's never gonna happen. I mean, it needs to sometimes to keep us safe and alive in a dangerous situation, but you are decreasing that, automatically feeling so stressed all the time so you can feel more joyful. I also feel, and so many other meditators agree, You feel so much more connected in the present moments and present for those moments as opposed to them just sort of happening without being truly in it. You are truly in each moment of your life in a different way because of the presence you gain in meditation. So you actually enjoy them. It's not like, oh my goodness, what even happened today? I don't even remember. You're just, those little moments mean so much more and life feels more joyful to me because I'm appreciating those moments. I could not agree with you more on that, like honestly. And what we've talked about some in this podcast is being present. The current moment is all you have. And when you can live in that moment, when you can be mindful and meditation teaches us to do just that, be mindful, um, we can be more joyful in our lives. So absolutely could not agree more. And tell us, you had written in your first book the actual equivalent, and I'm going to botch this, but the actual equivalent of what meditating and taking deep breaths does for you physically. Walk us through that if you don't mind. Oh, it takes three nice long deep breaths to begin to settle your nervous system and put you back into rest and digest response where your body's operating optimally and all your systems are working and It's like the opposite of fight or flight is rest and digest. So if you are in a moment and you can't remember anything that you're supposed to do, you can take three nice, long, deep belly breaths and it'll start to calm you right down. 
That has been life-changing for me. That is one of the most valuable things I gleaned from you in the very beginning. It's just, it is a game changer. And that's a great thing that we should all be teaching our kids. Is that in any situation, the teacher's passing out the test. Three nice, long, deep breaths. You know, you're walking into a class where you're going to present. Or, you know, someone is making you feel upset on the playground or whatever it is. Three nice, long, deep breaths will always, always, always help. So I love that you said that and I love that you mentioned kids because one of the things that I wanted to communicate here today is other than the amazing benefit of meditation and what it does for me personally, hands down, the most amazing benefit for me of meditation and learning the meditation tools has been the ability to teach my children because I suffer from anxiety and depression and that runs in my family and I can already see it in my kids at such a young age. Um, And just the ability to be able to teach them the tools on how to deal with that. I just, I wish I had had these tools as a child. I wish I had had them. Um, The ability that, I mean, my eight-year-old knows when he has a hard time falling asleep at night, he knows how to do a body scan. He knows how to do belly breaths. Um, And I am so proud of that. And that is so much thanks to you, Allie. But it is just such an important tool, not only for ourselves, but for our children and for our families. I just, uh, I can't stress that enough. It has just been so valuable for me. So in the beginning, I would qualify myself as someone who was totally um, intimidated by meditation. I was hard on myself. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't make it 30 seconds without a thought. I thought everything was just supposed to evaporate and I was totally overwhelmed. And one of the things that it really took for me to understand meditation was you guiding me through a meditation. We started small, we started like two or three minutes and then we increased to eight or 10. Um, But I was hoping that you could do that today for everybody listening. Hopefully, you know, if you're driving, please pull over or save this part of the podcast for another time. But it's just was so important to me to learn by doing. So if you don't mind ending our podcast today, and maybe you can introduce us to um, the kind of meditation we're going to do and just get us going. So we're going to end the podcast with a very short and simple guided meditation. I'm going to do a quick body scan and we're going to do a breath exercise that is perfect for beginners or people that have meditated before. If this happens to be your first experience, you'll love it and you'll find it you know, very simple to follow along with the directions. So be sure you're not driving, be sure you're in a safe, comfortable place that you can close your eyes and sit up nice and tall. You can be in a chair with your feet flat on the floor. You can curl up on, their, on your couch. You wanna be in a nice upright position. It's always beneficial to meditate sitting up unless you're trying to fall asleep before bed at night. But otherwise, as adults, we're always tired. So if we lay down to meditate, we're probably gonna fall asleep. So that's why it's recommended to sit up nice and straight. Your hands can be on your knees or in your lap. They can be facing down, they can be facing up. There's no funky position that you need to sit in to meditate, that's not necessary at all. And I encourage you to close your eyes, which is also not required, but most people find it a lot easier to focus inward with your eyes closed. So you can start taking some nice long deep breaths in and out of your nose. 
with your eyes closed and your hands resting in your lap. Really allowing these to be cleansing, nourishing breaths. Signaling to your body and your mind that this is the perfect time to let go of anything no longer serving you, any worries, any stress, and to simply give yourself the gift of being in this present moment. And you can let go now of the deep breaths and allow your breath to move in and out as if it were on autopilot, not really having to think about it much at all, simply allowing it to happen. And we'll do a quick body scan to be sure that you're not holding any tension in your body. So as I mention a part of your body, you can rest your attention there for a moment and simply focus on relaxing that part of you. Starting with your scalp, feeling it let go and relax. Feeling your forehead relax. Noticing how the muscles around and behind your eyes get heavy. Encouraging your cheeks to let go. And your mouth, your jaw, even your tongue. As you exhale, you can feel your shoulders fall away from your ears, creating more space there around your neck. And your arms hang heavy and your fingertips relax in your lap. Your chest is filled with a sense of calm and ease. And your belly is nice and soft and filled with a sense of peace. Your hips sink into the chair, the cushion supporting you. And your right leg relaxes all the way from hip to toe. And then your left. Your whole body is nice and relaxed. And we'll end by focusing on our breath and matching our inhale and our exhale. So I encourage you now to take a nice breath in through your nose and as you do, silently count to three. And as you exhale, match that count of three. So you're counting to three as you breathe in and three as you breathe out.
If you notice your mind wandering or you feel distracted, simply choose to come back to matching your inhale and exhale. In for three and out for three. And you can let that go. I'm going to ring the bell now to close the meditation. So take a moment now to just enjoy another little bit of silence, possibly set an intention for how you want the rest of your day to feel, or maybe practice a moment of gratitude. And you can begin to wiggle your fingers and your toes, stretch a little bit. And when you feel ready, you can slowly open your eyes. So amazing, Allie. Thank you so, so much for being here today. I'm so excited for other people to learn these tools. Um, and I also wanted to ask you quickly, if you had any tools, online tools, apps that you could walk us through um, that might be helpful for someone starting their meditation journey. There's multiple apps that you can use to help with meditation because you always want to use a timer so that you finish every meditation you start, you decide how long you're going to meditate for. And the apps, like my favorite is called Insight Timer. And so it has a lot of sounds like the bowl that you can end your meditation with to come out of meditation gently. So I encourage you, if you want to be meditating at home, to download Insight Timer, use it as your timer, or any of the other meditation apps out there, but make sure it's something that has these gentle sounds to pull you out. And Allie, before we go, tell everybody how they can find you, how they can get a hold of you, um, so that if they want to explore meditation further with you, they can. Okay. So I teach people in Houston and virtually. Um, I can work with people via video conference or phone, um, you know, just as easily as in person. So I have clients from all over. And um, I teach meditation, I do some energy clearing and animal communication. So people hire me to do all of those things. Um, you can find my books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, I guess are the two easiest places. And my website is alleycats.com, A-L-I-K-A-T-Z, and you can find out about all the things that I do and how to contact me. Well, Allie, thank you so much for being here today. I am so grateful for you passing along this knowledge. And to all of you, thank you for joining us on the Party M podcast today. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I hope that you will take something that you learned today and put it into practice this week in order to be mindful and to slow down and to really find joy in your lives. Like I say every week, the Party on podcast would not be a party if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you from the bottom of my festive heart. 
Don't forget to leave ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you found something valuable here today, let us know forward and share with friends. So, so grateful for all of you guys. And as always, you can go to thefestivefarmhouse.com and search for the Party On Podcast for more information on what we're doing here. You guys have a fantastic week because you deserve it and party on.